All right, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. It is a leap year. It's the 29th of February. We're straight into March tomorrow. All big races are coming up. There's been some good racing last week. Highlighted Mr. Brightside and whatnot last week. That was good. This week, we are focusing on Randwick. We're going to touch on some of the big races, obviously, down south in uh, at Flemington. They've got you know the Australian Guineas and the Sprint and stuff there. We're highlighted with the very elegant stakes, the surround and stuff as well, so really good racing and uh been really good i think the last couple of weeks koha and myself have been going through a couple couple two weeks ago we had a fill up i think we got eight from ten in sydney last week was okay and then this week we're pretty excited as well could be a lot of favorites but that is always doesn't end up going the right way but um we have thomas as well back tom's been off in america doing his thing so he has flown in i think it was yesterday and he is back with us to go through the card and hear some stories as well uh, admin, if you're a keen on footy tipping, I think we've got to tick over 50 people in there as well. If you're keen, jump in. It is NRL, not AFL. It's 50 bucks. Uh, just DM us and you can jump in as well. All right. Uh, I'll start with you, Kohai. We've been just been you and myself the last couple of weeks. We're going to invite Tommy in in a sec. How'd you go last weekend? What did you make of um, the racing? Racing was good. Uh, Results-wise, pretty pretty tough day. I pretty much put the queue in soon as red card lobbed. And, um, uh, Tom would have been all over red card if he'd uh, be able to bet on it. So it was a good result and good result in the sense that it kind of broke me even, to be absolutely honest. So I kind of launched into it. It was a strange little race day and a lot of the horses were coming right off the fence, like from pretty much the get-go, really. Everyone was running kind of the crown of the track which would have been I'm guessing eight or nine minute meters out and it was bizarre but um it was good racing good results all around flemington was exciting oh not flemington Corfield was exciting as well and i look forward to more as we divulge into deeper into the carnival yeah carnival is pretty much in the swing of things and it's really cool obviously very elegant the sad news a couple of weeks ago but we get to highlight it with a race this weekend which will be very cool but um as i welcome in tom it's been a while mate but uh welcome back from the states how was the holiday you feeling any more american i definitely came for a australian coffee when i got back that's for sure and um yeah i listen to bits and pieces of the podcast you guys are killing it so um Hopefully you guys can have another fill up and I can follow you because um, the Sky Rocket is definitely empty at the moment after a month away. So, uh, yeah, keen to find some winners. How does it feel with going into, you know, having coin and then going and converting that to US dollars these days? Yeah, it's a bit tough. I, th- I did stupid stuff as well. I um, tapped a lot while I was over there just on the phone and then the conversion rate gets you, but it's just so easy and especially places like Vegas and Hawaii, like they charge you to take money out and all other crap like that. So it's sometimes it's just easier to tap on your phone, but it's um, they get you in the long run with um, yeah with, with the fees. I, reckon, I think I got some cash out at a uh, casino in uh, one of the casinos in Vegas and it was, yeah, $15 um, ATM fee. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, just ridiculous. I have to say, it was an amazing trip, great, great experience. Um, I did so much in uh, so little time, and yeah, it was it was a great trip. Any collects in Vegas? No, no, complete strip out. Um, 
Well, you got the Super Bowl. I, Somehow you got yourself into the Super Bowl. Yeah, Super Bowl was amazing. Uh, if Travis Kelsey scored that last touchdown, because I think I needed the unders, and thank God it went to overtime, and they didn't. Um, they wouldn't kick the uh, one point to kick it to overs. But yeah, I needed Kelsey to score, and that would have been a um, that would have been an all time collect. That would have paid for. Um, a, a bit of the trip, so um, I was a bit spewing about that, but it was um, it was ridiculous. Um, just seeing Paddy Mahomes get into his work, he um, he he was lifting that team the whole time. Like I know Travis is pretty good, and he had a bit of a blow up on the uh, sideline, but Mahomes is just so good. He you could just see him working the whole game, and he just wanted to be on him. Apparently, he was they were five dollars at um, half time. No, really. If I saw that. I would have been all over it. They. They look so good. And how do you think the stadium is going to go this weekend for NRL? Yeah, it's interesting. I'm um, just watching a bit of it now. I'm getting a bit. Yeah, I know I just got back with FOMO that I'm uh, not there. Um, especially with you guys with Manly playing, but um, they're they're talking maybe a forty-five thousand people. I reckon it'd be great because it's very similar to Parramatta Stadium in that the crowd goes up. Yeah. And I think if everyone's down the bottom, even if, if it's just forty thousand, like it'll feel like. Real atmosphere there. I think it holds 65. Super Bowl got 61 because I reckon they um, just priced a lot of people out of tickets. And uh, there were a few spare ones around me. But, um, yeah, I, I think it will be ridiculous. Uh, the people are talking about the this size of the field is going to be small and that. You're not even going to notice, really. I I think the teams always come in really defending well um, round one anyway. So I think it's going to be... A couple of really tight games. I um, yeah, there's a couple of bets I like there with the unders, and I think I actually think Manly look good, and so do um, Brisbane. Manly look very good, don't they, Coey? Tommy just mentioned obviously this. I think it's like five meters width and length or whatever comes in. Like I assume the books have probably all the bookies have probably allocated for over unders and stuff. Like looking at what is the over under in the Manly game? It's like forty and a half. That's generally quite often normal during the season. What do you reckon? Are you expecting points? I guess it all comes down. I mean, if the width is, uh, I guess, shortened, I mean, that definitely makes for a defensive, a much more defensive game, right, in naturally. But saying that, it's the first first game of the year and that could generally mean points are scored. So it, it's hard to navigate, in my kind of opinion. Like, I think mainly pre-season, I know uh, we lost the two from two, but we pretty much had a starting you know, 13 of juniors. They're all pretty much, you know, blacktown workers. So I think uh, we've got a lot to prove. Uh, I love that Tommy's back. I love a lot of people are back. Uh, unfortunately, I did hear that Cody Walker is definitely starting. So that puts a little bit of a dampener on things. But I think we can overcome and uh, go. We'll, we'll go uh, salute come first game Sunday. Yep. I'm confident. I think looking at it, we're dollar ninety-five to South dollar eighty-five. I'm crack. I'm just pumped. Rugby league it's on Sunday, Arvo. It's a great time zone for us too. So, very excited for that. Tom, obviously, we had sad news. Very elegant. A couple of weeks ago, passing away. Uh, but what do you? What are your thoughts? Do you pretty stoked? There's now a race or named after her a couple of weeks later. Yeah, I think I, I listened to you guys talking about the the race name um, a couple of weeks ago. But it's. Um, it's really weird timing that they decided to name the race and then it's all happened there. So it'll be a, it'll almost be a really fitting tribute to her, uh, especially this first one will be really great. And then um, something that 
uh, we can remember over time because what was it, 11 group ones in 10 different races um, is just ridiculous. I don't think any horse won that many different group ones. And, yeah, really sad. I, I really wish um, I, I heard a fold didn't survive either, so we won't see any of a prodigy at all, um, which is really sad because uh, we're really looking forward to seeing um, what you could do as a mayor. But the Chippy not. The Chippy Norton is a is a great race, and it's it's a shame that that name is gone. But I think it's the way of Sydney that the Chippy Norton run at Ramwick was a bit weird anyway. Um, who knows what's going to happen with Rose Hill or whatever? But um, I'm I'm all for um, honouring a champion like her in a race like this. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 pretty fitting, like you said. Pretty sad, but pretty cool to have it have it already this quick. Um, all right, well, let's get into the crux of things. We have a full meeting, still 10 races, Ramwick. We'll touch on Flemington towards the end of the show. Uh, some of these earlier ones, there's, there's a lot of, th- I think we just before we hit record, we were talking, there's a lot of favourites, so it might be um, relatively quick when we go through some of these, but we kick things off with a midway. Uh, Marshall Music was a really good win last start. Uh, Mr. Cummings, it uh, won, when was it? Maybe two weeks ago. Chad Sticks, Barrier 1, $3.80, slight drift. Vindication's had good coin for it, uh, $14 into six fifty. Mad Darcy is the only bet I've had so far for Saturday. It's 10s into six fifty. Jay Ford and Pfeiffer uh, kind of like the horse. So I think it ran a, it ran a really good second to Marshall Music in that race last start. But, um, yep, that's six fifty. Super Bright's there, seven fifty. double figures for a couple of the others. Tom, why don't you kick things off? It's been a month, mate. What do you make of the midway? Uh, there's a few different ways you can go. I know you're, you and um, uh, Brad Gray on Formline gave a good push for Mad Darcy, but Marshall Music's win was great last start and good to see people like um, friend of the show Chris Cord and um, a few other of the Northern Beaches syndicate get a good horse like this. Its action hasn't been great um, previous um, preps, but... They might have figured it out. I like that it's drawn one. I don't know if it leads, though, from one because there's um, speed with second and th- uh, third gate as well. So it throws it up a bit. I There's there's two I want to look at at a bit of odds. Is um, One is Wild Weary. You see fourth at Canterbury last start, but it actually ran on really well. And I think in a race like this where there's a ton of speed drawn inside, it can just sit back. And Tommy Marquand, great jockey to have, first... Um, Ride back at Randwick on a Saturday will be um, hopefully riding at home, and I think eighteen dollars is a good price. And the other one I want to touch on is Moonlight Grace. Um, sort of could be anything early vibes about this horse, and then uh, one first up last prep, and then just sort of um, yeah fell away a bit. But it it does race really well fresh, and uh, it raced really well as a youngster. And there's something about Moonlight Grace as well. Um, so. I think it's just a little saver on those two and um, maybe something on martial music as well. So Field Weary, 18 bucks. Moonlight Grace, 19 bucks. Kohai, you sticking with martial music? A bit with martial music. I love the uh, good mates of the show, like Tommy mentioned. I think it maps well. I don't think it has to lead from uh, Barrier 1. I think it'll just get a nice cushy run behind the leaders and... Last start, it kind of had to spear across from a wider barrier and then kind of, it found a nice posse, obviously. It found a nice little one one out, one back kind of situation and ran home really exceptionally. I mean, yes, Mad Darcy had the late sectional splits that were better and stronger, but I think the extra 100 here, 
will probably be beneficial for martial music. I think it'll hold hold the fence. And then, yeah, I reckon just point of the turn, steer, and then just the speed it showed, the turn of foot it showed last start was genuinely quite good. Second up, it should be uh, fitter and better and stronger. So a lot of ticks there and happy to back. And one that I could have, I mean, if it didn't draw 15, I wouldn't mind it to back uh, the extreme cat. But 15 has got to be tricky. I think it's form lines and benchmark grade behind Thunderlips is really strong. We've seen what he's done subsequently off the back of the win at Randwick, I think it was, yeah, two weeks ago. Uh, that ties in well, but Barry 15 has got to be tricky. There is a stack of speed, so maybe a place chance for Nathan Doyle, who I don't think he's got too many Australian bloodstocks, but this is one of them, and uh, he's trading the house down. So slight place chance for the extreme cat, but, yeah, I'm happy to back the favourite here. All right, we've covered a few there. All right, we go to race number two, benchmark 88, 1,200 metres. Uh, look, a short field could be even shorter, but our Cobison is $1.90. Uh, J-Mark for Angela Davies looking for three on the trot. Moravia, Tommy riding for the Freedmans. $4.20, I thought it was very um, disappointing last start. I was on last start, but um, see if it can bounce back. And Tashi, well, I thought that's been running quite well as well. That went ran a decent run against Winchat last time. Tintuki, which is a horse that's been nommed uh, for Flemington as well. So I'm not sure where it's going to go. You boys might know a bit more than me, but... Uh, that's there at 8.50 and a couple of others, very big odds. Tommy Alcoberson, very short. Happy with that or not? Nah? Yeah, I think it's short for a reason. It's just um, just been really good uh, so far this prep. And McDonald's stays on for Ants, draws really well. And uh, I think it's going to be hard to beat. I think I think it's a really good field. Um, but I'm not surprised that Tim Tukey might go to Melbourne to avoid Alcoberson. Because I think, um, yeah, I think it's a tough horse to beat. I think. Uh, Perel for Godolphin had um good win at the Valley and, and having a trial here, but yeah, even looking at some of the others, I think it's I think it's a lot better favourite. Agree, King? Yeah, happy to agree. Um, uh, Cobison broke the track record, track and distance last start on a really extremely fast Rose Hill day. Uh, I don't think it'll be breaking the track record this start, but I think the step down in trip is definitely a tick anyway. I think it's definitely, I mean, going into that 1200 last start, I thought it was more of an 11, 11 to a thousand meter horse, but the the horse is so progressive and it's absolutely low flying. So happy to back it again. J-Mac won, you know, like I think it, it's, it just looks like a sit and steer for me. Um, Angela Davies and J-Mac have an extraordinary record together. I can't remember what the statistic is, but let's say there was 10, 10 rides for Angela. I think he's won eight of them, uh, albeit like five of them being with this, you know, uh, four-year-old gelding, but that's pretty extraordinary. And I think it just, it gets a soft lead, I think. And I suspect that looking at Flemington, um, Tintuki will go down there just has favouritism. It, it's the favourite, current favourite in the opening race. So I've got a feeling uh, Brad Whitt might send it down there. And outside sort of that, like, I mean, no one has been as progressive, but Tashi's run behind Winchat was quite strong. So definitely watch out for it. But I think, I, yeah, it's pretty hard to look past the favourite. So I'm happy to stick. All right, stick with the fave. Highway time, 1,000 metres this time. Once again, my girl, Barrier 2, Jay Collett for Cav, 460 into 370. Perennial, interesting this one. So Aaron Bullock riding for Pomisara, $4. He's actually, I think he's riding in this, and then he's heading up to Newcastle to ride the highway, uh, ride the qualifier. So 
Big day for Mr. Bullock, so he's come down to Sydney for this one. Could be a good go. Completing truth, uh, compelling truth, J-Mac is there at five bucks. Uh, Sheikah, remember Jack, a lot of these ones are all big odds. Probably the most well-supported is the fave. Once again, my girl for Cav. Uh, first up, had a trial at Scone. Tommy, your hometown, what are your thoughts? Yeah, always been a bit of a wrap. Um, trial was okay. Um, when I first looked at this field, I, th- I thought it was a bet, and I... Um, I had a little all up with a few other things and it, but going back to uh, perennial and unbeaten horse and his first up win was really good. And even looking at compelling truth, really dominant last start too. Uh, Gate, surely a bit of a worry. And you can make a case for a few others too. I think, especially leading into these country championships um, uh, races and everyone's trying to get their rating up. Really good field, but uh, yeah, I don't know. At the moment, perennial, but it could change back to once again, Michael. I'm I'm really torn here. Extremely tough, as you can imagine. I don't mind the proposition of Bomberea. I think that's how we pronounce it from Mark Quinstable. Uh, he recently, you know, uh, qualified two horses in the country championships, and he's doing really well. He's up at Port Macquarie, and Michaela Wee is coming down the high highway for it. It's a three-time winner over the distance. It won at Randwick. Uh, end of last year in a in an okay highway, I like to think. Acapella Sun ran third in that, and subsequently she's gone to do or proper benchmark races. So, like uh, last weekend, she was in the benchmark seventy eight, I think, uh, race ten. So, I don't mind its form. The tick over trial, I wouldn't read too much into it. I think it was just literally doing some slow work, to be absolutely honest. I think it was just to maintain a little bit of fitness and. To, uh, like last start, it was up against something like Cabalas, who's going to be running favourite down in the English Sprint down in Flemington. So, yes, it was uh, beaten by 10, 10 lengths nearabouts on that occasion. But I think the camp's got really big thoughts about this horse. Goes back to Highway Company. Stable jock comes down the highway as well. So I think that's a lot of upside. I'm happy to back Bomarayo and something small. Uh, I think the price on Nipotino's wrong. Um, 34 bucks. Yeah, I think, once again, it's a highway, so it's really tricky to navigate with these big fields and everything else. But it's drawn okay. Barrier 9, it should probably sit slightly worse in midfield or midfield thereabouts anyway. Olivia Chambers claims the three kilos here. Rode at last start, second behind Atmospheric Rock, only beaten by three quarters of a length. I think that is good enough form. And... Um, you know what? For thirty-four bucks and eight bucks the place, I wouldn't mind having something small on it. But yeah, extremely hard contest here. All right, good odds there. We go to the skyline and Storm Boy, the Golden Slipper favourite, is a dollar thirty. Very short, um, pretty much bang on what it opened, so it hasn't moved. Odinson uh, is one. I just saw Tommy Markwin's name there. What's that? Uh, $19. Prost is going to be the second favourite, though. Hieronymus and Gay Waterhouse. And Gay Waterhouse and their two-year-olds is crazy. $7. Uh, Parkour is there at 12 Duvana at 15 A uh, bunch of others at big odds. But Storm Boy is very short. I think it's $2.80 for the Golden Slipper. Tommy, you didn't take any futures for it, did you? No, no, I didn't. I'd be, um, yeah, I'd be happy if I did. Yeah, it's, I think everyone's excited to see him come back here and he's trialled well. There's some good horses there, but we're, I think we're about to see how good Storm Boy is this win. If he wins on Saturday, leading in the Golden Slipper, people are talking about Triple Crowns. 
But how often do you see it after a uh, Magic Millions and then they just go off the boil? This time, uh, this time last year, we were all talking about Skirt the Law and how how it was just going to dominate the Golden Slipper as well and um, things went off the boil, injury and everything. So I think it's a no-bet race for me. I think I'm just going to watch Storm Boy go around and if he wins, he wins. Um, the futures bet I, I was going to have was an Everest one with that rumour about Cornwall buying, but I think the ship sailed on that because as soon as they put him in, it, it went, I think, 26 in the 15 in the 10. So really keen to see him. What do you reckon, Coe? Can you actually take anything? The price probably wouldn't even change much if it wins on the weekend for the slipper. I can't imagine. So, I mean, unless it's, you know, going to win by 20 lengths or the length of the straight or something stupid. But I think I love the tick over trial. We spoke to Adrian Bott earlier in the week. He was happy with his progress and he's quite reserved about Storm Boy because I don't think he wants to get caught in the hype, but he knows it's an exciting horse. And I'm kind of in the same camp as Tommy. I don't think it's a lock and load kind of situation where it's $1.30, which is probably the right price. It's got three wins next to its name. They've all been pretty dominant. They've been around two and a quarter to two and a half lengths. And I mean, looking back at the Magic Millions race, it was a great run, did everything right and in quick time. So I'm very excited for the horse going forward. Um, but yeah, $1.30 is on the short sharper side. I mean, I think it's stable, mate's probably the biggest chance, I think, Prost. But saying that, I think Stormboy will probably put two lengths on it. And J-Mac was extremely pleased with its work. So, yeah, hard to look past the favourite. And there, there is some smart times. It's probably one of the stronger two-year-old seasons that we've seen in the last, I don't even know, maybe even 10 years, thereabouts, you know, since Piero almost, that kind of thing. But um, will it be Storm Boys year? I don't know. It probably will. And uh, I'm happy to watch and see a superstar in the making. What do you make of J-Mac, Kelly, and not Hieronymus? We spoke about this, and it kind of sucks for Hippo. I mean, we we touched on the fact that, you know, like, it, it the connections wanted him. So, Coolmore buying the majority stake of this horse with the breeding rights in the works and offering the connections so much money. They had a lot of input in what happens in this progressive kind of like environment going towards the slipper in the triple crown and i i get it j max the you know like the golden child when it comes to racing and being the one that rides your horse and it's nothing against j max it just sucks for hippo that's pretty much what all, all it comes down to and it is unfortunate for hippo but and he ridden all three starts and everything else he did nothing wrong but yeah, the connections have done what they've, you know, I can guarantee J-Mac's probably going to, in this case, not ride um, Switzerland, for example's yeah. sake. So he's he's, take, he's rolling the dice just as much as, you know, um, Coolmore are. And I, think the other that, I don't think is... it'll flip, but, you know, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't feel bad for J-Mac. I think he's doing the right thing. Coolmore's doing the right thing for the owners, and it just sucks for Hippo. That's all it comes down to, I think. Yeah, I... I... Massively, massively sucks to Hippo. But I think the other thing is, I'm pretty sure he's on a retainer for Coolmore as well. So Coolmore literally paid me around to be on yep. this retainer as well for things like this. And I'm, I think they still have Ryan Moore coming down as well. That's right. That's right. So uh, Stormboy at this stage is J Max, and then Switzerland will be Ryan Moore when he arrives. So more or less, Ryan will be here the 23rd of March for Slipper Day. 
uh, yes, he'll probably have a, I don't know, I guess he'll have a track ride here and there in the lead-up days and, yeah, don the uh, famous Coolmore colours. But as it stands, J-Mac in the pole seat, um, yeah. And um, one good thing for Hippo as well is he's still in with K&A train and they're probably going to have half the field. So he rides right. Prost here and Prost is no slouch either. But, yeah, I, th- I think it's all uh, competition around second here, but you, you just yeah. never know. And, you never know, um, yeah. yeah, and they've got such a good book coming up. Because I think as it stands in terms of order of entry of the slipper, so if you're look, looking futuristically, I think Gay and Adrian have um, seven of the top 17 in the uh, order of entry, and I think they've got seven of the top nine in the betting. So, yeah, they, they, they've got a strong crop, and I think they've won – I think they've had 18 or thereabouts individual two-year-old winners, which is exceptional. So they're <laughs> – all guns blazing this two-year-old season, and who better than the queen of the queen of racing? Be very funny if Prost wins this week, but yeah, sucks for Hippo. But I mean, if connections get the option to get one of the best jockeys in the world to jump on their horse, they're going to snap it up. But going to be very interesting. Be cool. Dollar thirty, Storm Boy. We go to race number five, two thousand meter eighty-eight, and Redstone Well has been well backed. Annabelle's horse, J Mac, aboard three ninety into two eighty, uh, coming out of two. Good start, uh, good start, good win last start, uh, beating Estadio Mistala. That was really nice. Louisville is there. Barrier eleven for Tommy, five bucks. Logan Street Lion uh, ran home, ran home for third, bobbed for third for me last well, last start. That was really nice. Six dollars. Miracle spins there at six fifty. The only one under double figures as well is floating. Zach Lloyd is aboard, but um, the rest of double figures, uh, kind of maybe a couple bucks for Sky Out, Kieran Mars horse. But Tommy, where are you? Look, I do think the favourite's going to be hard to beat, and um, it's it's definitely the right price on that that last start win, and especially in the two thousand. I think I think it's going to be a big day for McDonald, and I think he wins this race. The two I want to touch on though are the two Matty Smith horses, Miracle Spin and Floating. And Miracle Spring getting to 2000 has only been there twice and um, plays both times. And I think he's in a good prep. He's drawn one here. He should sit back. Got the man, got the right man on the um, on the back as well for a back marker like it in Collet. Especially if there's a bit of speed, which, which we might get in this race. So, yeah, Redstone and Mission Phoenix drawn low and then a possibly perfect thought, maybe Logan Street to come across as well. So to inject a bit of speed. And I think floating as well. Maddie Smith keeps going back to a mile with it, but I, I, the 2,000 metres or the 1,800s, just I, I think floating really needs. Um, you see those mile races, he's just starting to get into his work where he just needs that extra couple of hundred metres to really get into it. And he's he finally showed a... Um, showed us what he's got this prep with some really good runs and I think 2000 as well yeah it just really suits him Zach Lloyd on I, I've got a back floating but no doubt the um the favorite's going to be tough to beat 850 floating Kohai where are you happy to agree here I think uh Redstone's probably I don't know if it's the right price I think I mean it faced a lot of this field last start so a lot of them do come out of the same race but yeah, as Tommy mentioned, I don't know. It was strange tactics bringing it back to the mile last start for floating, but I think it's an 18 to 2,000 metre horse. It could probably go further if it wants to, but I think 2,000 metres looks ideal. That mile run, I know it lost by four and a half lengths, but then a more victorious race rates really well. 
and in open handicap. And yes, it was carrying 52 on the day. So it was light, but it was just too sharp for it. I just, yeah, I, I don't think it's the right trip. And Zach Lloyd jumps on 56 kilos, barrier four, probably settles midfield, hopefully off the fence. And then, yeah, I reckon it'd be, it'd be warming up hitting that 400 meter part of the track and then just launching, launching late. That's what I'm thinking as well. And 850, right price, happy to back. And I don't know, you probably could throw in a little box Quinella or something like that with the favorite and something else you like, but yeah, I think I think the value is floating. All right, good odds floating. We go to the girls for the sweet embrace. Uh, Twelve hundred meters, Banal, very well back. Tommy is aboard for Friedman. Two dollars and fifteen was two eighty. Castagna is there. Zach Lloyd running for Annabelle at sixes on a little bit of a drift. Chad Omaravel is sixes. Wave breaker for the Snowdens at tens. The rest are all double figures. Nothing overly backed. Doesn't seem, but um, this favourite head looks like it's been really well liked. Obviously, ran that second to Lady of Camelot, but um, look, very short, Tommy the Fave. Yeah, it was good. Um, it was good in the line last start um, behind Lady of Camelot, and it just you think the 1200 would suit. So, obviously, um, that price is justified there. Uh, maybe, maybe just a touch too short, but for it and um, Castagna just needed to really truck into the race following a horse into it. And we do have a bit of speed here with, um, you think, Shatham Aravial and um, photographics as well um, probably lead this race. It's it's drawn well photographics too. Yeah, these girls are tricky to line up. I don't know if I could take that 215, but I I just think it is the class horse of the race. Shatham Aravial is, is the one I'm going to maybe have a little other spec on just because day's going so well and it was a good win. And, she wouldn't be stepping it up again into a race like this if she didn't think it could win or her and Adrian. So, um, yeah, maybe a little saver on it, but probably Manal. You with the fave, Coey? Tricky, tricky race. I think Manal is definitely rock bottom in price. So I don't know if I can take that price. Its win was nice, but oh, – sorry, its second was nice behind Lady of Camelot and subsequently Lady of Camelot came second in the Blue Diamond in a Group 1. So the form line definitely tracks. Uh, I think Castagna's definitely inflated now after winning that long road plate. I think the step up will definitely help. Um, Shadow Miraval, Tommy's already spoken about it. I think it will be the out and out leader. Yes, it's coming from a, like a, a pretty weak, well, I wouldn't say weak, but like a just an average two year old maiden plate. Tim, Tim Clark sticks, which is a big tick, but I'm not sure if the $6 is also right. So I'm kind of hedging my bets and. I'm happy to back the favourite if it drifts, and I wouldn't mind having something small on Extreme Diva for Anthony Cummings. I know it's drawn pretty much the car park here, but the way it closed off late um, was quite eye-catching in that second up run uh, in the Piero behind Switzerland. And I think third up, it's probably – I don't think it's a slipper horse. I think progressively it'll probably look for 1,400, 1,600 thereabouts. But I think the step up in distance really helps. It could probably settle off the speed, which I think is going to be pretty genuine and and launch late. And I think it's a really nice each way bit. So I wouldn't mind extreme deep of something uh, each way. And then if the f- favourite drifts to let's say two fifty or something like that, I wouldn't mind taking it. Alrighty, we go to Group One time. Very elegant sakes, old Chipping Norton fangirl. 
didn't she win well last start? Um, very good. Dollar fifty-five. She is dollar seventy into dollar fifty-five. Just fine is there. Um, coming off two trials, seven dollars and fifty cents. A couple have drifted, but that's only because Fangirl's coming a bit. So think it over is there at nine fifty. Thought it ran pretty well. I think it, even though it ran a two and a half, three lengths behind Fangirl, it still hung on for a place. Nash Sticks, Buckaroos there at tens. Lindemann thirteens. Cascadian Navajo Peak. Uh, the rest are all very rough. But um, $1.55, Tommy. So do we jump into this? There's a couple of options. You let it go around. You put it in a multi. If you bloody stand it out in a quaddy, you completely stick steer away. What's your point? Yeah, maybe even play some um, trifectas Exotics, first yeah. as well. Yeah. She beat half the field pretty easily last start. So I, I agree. I thought thinking over was great, but she was just she was just a class above. So... You're going to say she wins. Interesting to see Just Fine. Um, it's drawn well. Uh, no Rachel King, but Regan Bayless on. Um, interesting to see it run. It had a really good prep before um, before its last start, finishing it off last start. Um, last prep, sorry. The other, one I want to touch on, I thought Cascadian was huge um, off, off a bit of a break um, after only have, having one run last prep. They were talking about Perth, and then they didn't pull the trigger on that. Tommy Mark went on. He looked like he had a bit about him, the old nine-year-old, and then he just sort of, last hundred, just all had enough. Whether it's this run or next run, but I reckon they're going to have something with um, with the old Cascadian. So just maybe keep an eye on it. Maybe 3.30 the place isn't too bad. Yeah, I think Van Gogh wins. Talk to me, Kelly. For those that like Cascadian, Zach Lloyd put his hand up immediately after the race saying it was pilot error, uh, horses flying, I think was the um, the quote, unquote. So apparently the horse is absolutely flying. It's a sneaky ninth. So if you like it, back it. But I, uh, we spoke before we hit record. I think Fangirl's just reaching different heights, this preparation. The way it won last start in the Apollo to start the preparation which all probably culminates into the uh, the Queen Elizabeth, which will be, you know, it's the race for the Titans in the autumn. And the way she won, like, I think the chat around everywhere was like, that was, we've seen some mighty mares. We've spoken about very elegant, but it was Winx X. And um, yes, Winx was a special animal and we'll probably, once in a generation animal, but uh, the way she did it, she travelled awkwardly on that turn, but just balanced up and just, J-Mac didn't even move on it. It just, and it rated one of the highest on the weekend, albeit held to the line. If it took on a full stride at any stra- a stage, <laughs> or the shillelagh was um, used, it probably would have rated about five points higher from what I hear. So the way she won was exceptional. I expect J-Mac will just do the same thing. The mile is ideal. We know she loves that distance. It looks to be... You know, the, the conditions seem to be suiting. Soft five, probably going to be a good four on Saturday. Like you said, uh, a lot of it, a lot of this field um, returned from the Apollo to face her again in this group one. So she is the one to beat. I think the price is probably about right. I think Mr. Brightside, I think Mr. Brightside went around about a dollar fifty last weekend in the Futurity, and I thought it's probably the right price point. They've faced together before and like King George I think it was, Fangirl gave Mr. Brightside Winburn so I think the price is 
perfect for a multi, uh, whether you anchor it or whether you start your multi, up to you. But I think it's probably quite a lock. Outside of that, um, I know Chris Chris Waller's been really talking up Buckaroo. Its return was good. And as soon as it hits to 2,000, I think it's heading to the Rambit on Slipper Day. He's really excited to see this horse go over to the you know the 10 furlongs and Tommy Berry to steer. I think definitely one to keep an eye on for the carnival. And I don't think that... A tissue definitely went amiss first up. I think going to the mile now suits. I would expect a better run from um, her this start, but Fangirl's just all the talk, all the rage. Uh, I, I can't look past her, despite loving Think It Over and a couple of the other horses. Yeah, it's, I'm all about Fangirl. All right. Go to the surround, another group one. Learning to fly, a short favourite here in front of Komochi. So Learning to Fly is 360 to 280. Komochi is selling Kohai, gave a really good push for a couple of weeks ago and it got the bob in front of Learning to Fly by 0.1 of a length. It was a really good win. 650 is that. Tis Invincible at 650 on the drift with J-Mac and Kieran for 60 out to 650. Tropical Squall is there at 750. Uh, Macarena, a couple bucks for it. Steffi Magnetica, a couple of bucks. Even Zardozzi's there, Tommy Marquand, uh, on the drift though. Tommy, who do you like? Really interesting race. The surround always is, but um, we see all these horses sort of come together again. And um, yeah, Kerry Mochi getting the bottle last time on learning to fly, but uh, was there a bit of um, interference? I know Christilli also looked home at one point and then just sort of really went off the boil, and and then the other two came back and really created a race. So I think Christilli's a bit of a each way place if she, if she can actually turn her head on. I know Lizzie said she. Um, can be a bit of a nutter at times, but the one I'm really keen on is Tropical Squall. We saw the lengths he got to last prep, and I think he leaves pretty comfortably here, and that's sort of one thing the race didn't really have. A Dominic Gay and Adrian Leader, they had um, Autumn Ballet, but it, it sort of took a bit of a sit, and we just saw to- Tropical Squall last prep just really putting the pace on and just getting away with murder up front. And I, I think he could do it again here. Tis Invincible will be strong as well. I thought Macarena was massive behind um, uh, Caballus uh, as well. So it, it's a massive watch too, but I, I like Tropical Squall. Two key form lines. Uh, obviously, uh, one that Macarena comes out of, which is the Eskimo Prince, and the majority of the form is coming out of the Light Fingers. And Kamachi was huge that start. Um Happy to back it again because the price is right and it knows me absolutely nothing now. But I think, I mean, learning to fly was off a break of what, about 11 months thereabouts, I think it was. And its first up run was enormous. I think Chad gave it an excellent steer. It was probably the best steer for second on the day, which sounds remarkable. To, yeah, it doesn't sound right. But I think just the way he rode it, found the splits and he wrote it a page just to be bobbed out by Kimochi or not Kimochi, Kimochi. Um, so I expect second up, this is going to just jump out of the ground, and it it will be the one to beat. I think the conditions will suit. Be a good to a soft, a lower lower draw, which would be beneficial. I think it'll just get a a, a cruisier running trip, and we still don't know what the ceiling of this horse is because you know, like that, you have to 
disregard the slipper. I mean, it was one of the favourites going into the slipper, for God's sake, and then lost Chad when it was bumped. So I don't know if it's returned a better animal, but I think it's it's holding its consistency from its two-year-old campaign, and I expect it to figure in the carnival or deep into the carnival. So keep an eye on her. I think 280, it's definitely backable. I see what Tommy's saying. I don't think there is genuine speed in this, and couple of the horses that are resuming, like Zardozzi and whatnot, I think they just need the run. It's going to be too sharp for it. Zardozzi will be heading towards an Oaks, much like she did in the uh, spring. So the 26 bucks is justified. I think it's just going to need a couple of runs before he hits her peak. Um, I think Tis Invincible is a little bit interesting for me. I think second up, I, th- I have to think that the first up run was, there must have been something that wasn't right, I think. And J-Max steps on. I think 650 is the right price and it's very backable. And I wouldn't mind having something small on Steffi Magnetica also coming out of the right fingers. Definitely a horse that's a rock hard fit. The fittest out of the, the whole whole field. It'd be fifth up into this run and seems very progressive. I mean, it, one, it's made in at orange or something like that. And then since then, it's been going into stakes grade and lifting its game through and through. And obviously, we've seen Bjorn do wonders with Kabbalah, so wouldn't would not surprise me at sixteen dollars. Would not surprise me, but yeah, I'm happy to back the favourite or Tis Invincible here. Alrighty, we head to the Guy Walter where Olentia is the favourite. Tommy riding for Walla. A little bit of a drift, 215 out to 230. Had that run in the Triscay, which I think it ran second to Samana in. That was a big win, Samana. Uh, Hinged is there, $3.90. Dewis is there at 650 on the drift. Good horse, I think. Osbred Fullert and Karen McAvoy is riding outstanding the last little while. That's 12s into 8 for Brad Widdup. More secrets is there, 10 bucks. The rest are all rather big figures. Hell hath no furious half that's quoted into 20. 26 bucks, but um, Tommy, what are your thoughts? Yeah, very tough. Um, not a lot of speed, and you want you wanted a genuine tempo, I think, for Lentier. I think 215, definitely too short. Getting out a bit, and hopefully getting out a bit more, but I'm a big Deus fan, but I, I think I'll need a run. I, I, I think it's a Waller horse, whether it's Hinch or Lentier, that's what I can't figure out. I, I'll probably go with Hinch, just a more... Um, season group one horse and McDonald on might be a tip but um Barry rides Alentia very well as well so that might be the reasoning for that but yeah I, I think it's gonna be a while Quinella I'll go hinge just in front of Alentia but I agree with Osbred Flirt as well what you're saying as well Zach um good horse scratch from uh country uh, sorry provincial championship race today and actually one on Saturday I think it's non for it as well so whether it does go here, um, but I think it could figure. But, yeah, I'll go Hinge. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it's, it's done all right first up in the past. Trialed okay. I think its last run was in the Empire Rose where it didn't go according to plan. But who knows? Decent odds. But, uh, Kohai, thoughts? Happy to agree with the two runners, Hinged and Osbred Flirt. I think Alentia is definitely on the underside. I think she should have definitely won if she had the um, the run behind Samana, but obviously Tommy Berry um, was literally scraping the jewel like trying to get out, and by that stage, it was all too late, and it probably would have won by a length or more, to be honest, if it was actually, if it was given the right, you know, gaps and splits, so to speak, but 
I think that barrier three could be slightly tricky again. I think it's going to run a similar race pattern. It's going to settle probably midfield, three back on the rail. And it just doesn't map well. It's one of those horses. I think it just, it needs luck in the run. And I'm just not happy to, I wouldn't want to take it at such a short quote. So I think hinged, obviously for everything that Tom said, uh, Copper Stakes, great horse. It's been in Group 1 company over Group 1 company, even the likes of Fangirl, where it was a length behind her last year in August. I think that maps extremely well. That's why, you know, Wallace put J-Mac on board. Don't read too much into the the old trial. Uh, I know it lost by seven and seven and a half thereabouts, but that's how hinged trials. If you look back at its history, it... All its work in the trials is just literally getting its toe in the ground and just yeah, make sure it steps cleanly. That's pretty much all they do. So don't read into its trial too much. It's an honest horse. I think the price is, yeah, I reckon right enough, four bucks thereabouts. And Osbred Flirt, half, pretty half-decent first-up record, gets a nice low barrier for Karen. It's 1,400-metre record's good. I think it'll be on top of the ground, which is another tick. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to go with it, and we've seen how Espiona went in that first up run down in Flemington in the black uh, black caviar. It was you know one and a half behind her in the invitation last preparation. So happy to follow that kind of form line. Its recent trial was good. So Osbred Flirt is the overs, but I think Hinged is the winner. Alrighty, Liverpool City Cup is a, cr- a cracking race. Thirteen hundred meters. This is one that Kohai mentioned earlier. So Cole Crusher is uh, coming out of eleven. Tyler and Joe Pride four dollars forty. But Winchat is uh, for the Pfeiffer is eight dollars into four sixty. Also drawn pretty wide. Kovalika is there at five fifty. Democracy Manifest is going around. Golden Mile is there. Hard to say. Jeez, good race, Kohai. Um, I know you like Cole Crusher, but Tommy, are you in agreement? Yeah, definitely got the class for sure. And we saw um sorry to have a really good prep last um last prep too. Gate might be a bit of a worry. What happens? Does Winchat lead? Cole Crusher just sit behind it with a few other back markers. Golden Mile might take it up as well. One I reckon for for a place, uh I think it's hard to say drawn drawn one and I thought it's run behind Lady Laguna was all right. Um that form hasn't really kicked on, but Still, I thought hard to say was really good. And again, the 13 as well might be a bit of a run. A um, couple of good horses to see come back in Cepheus and Democracy Manifest, Kovalika. Um, they'll all just need the run. But yeah, definitely um, definitely going to be, uh, I think Cole Crusher just sitting behind Winchat. And I think that'll be the Quinella and maybe put in hard to say for third. Kohai, tell me why Cole Crusher wins. I think the last start was, well, I mean, in that expressway, it was a pretty hot race, to be honest. And King of Sparta did exceptionally well. And Buenos Notches was just, oh, it needs luck in the run. And it just flopped out of the barriers instead of last. So for those that backed the shorts, unfortunate for them. But I think Cold Crusher has resumed in great form. Second up, it should improve from that first up run. I like the step up and trip. I think it's ready for that kind of 1,400 metres. Um, the thirteen hundred meters. Sorry, I think it'll be perfect for it. I did like the fact that it it was happy to hand up and settle. I know Malkovich does Malkovich things, and it goes gun ho from you know barrier to box. But the fact that it just settled 
I don't know, what was it? Probably like three or four lengths behind Malkovich. He was going extremely fast um, in the probably the first 800 metres of the race. And Cole Crusher still maintained that real high cruising speed of his and still hung on for second, only by about 0.4 lengths behind King of Sparta, who was midfield, leading the midfield, should I say. Um, and still, the way it stuck on was what really caught my eye. And Barrier 12, for those that might be worried about it, doesn't really worry me. I think that there is genuine speed drawn inside. I think the likes of Caesars Palace, hard to say, and uh, what's the other one? And Winchat, they will all step forward. I don't mind the idea of Cole Crusher sitting two back, one out. So if that be the case, we've seen how fast this horse can run and how well it did in the Hunter. I can see it having... Well, this, this is a proper group race, and I can see it going deep into this campaign uh, against similar companies. So, happy to back it at a price. And I think the obvious danger, like Tommy said, Winchat will put three in a row back at both starts this preparation. But I just think the fact that it's going to be outside of Cold Crusher, it's going to have to make a decision. And I think Winchat knows only one way. I think it's it has to step forward. It might run in a bit of three wide line, which won't be ideal in a stronger grade like this, despite the 53 kilos. So, yeah, I'm happy to just stick with Cold Crusher here. All right, Cold Crusher, decent odds too for the end. Kraken last race. All right, that is round week. We're going to look at a couple from Flemington. We may as well just kick off with the main one. So I'm just going to kick off with the Australian Guineas, which is race number eight. It's over the mile. It's worth, what is it worth? A million bucks. So favourite is Riff Rocket. Willow aboard for Waller, really good win last start. We were wondering if it needed the run. Obviously not. Won by about a length, beating King Colorado. That's at two dollars and sixty cents. Open two ninety, so a little bit of love for it. King Colorado is second elect, a little bit of a drift of seven bucks. V eight's there at seven fifty. We're already in double figures for the rest. Started with Southport Tycoon. But Coey, we mentioned this horse uh, whenever it ran two weeks ago. Can it back up? Yeah, I think it can back up. I think it was an excellent return. I thought fourteen hundred was too sharp. Genuinely too sharp. So the fact that it won that race, exceptional. Um, it, and, then, you know, like it was a hot tempo, which suited. And, yeah, I don't know, put it to bed. And King Colorado was the, the one that was well backed on the day. So the fact that it's going to be coming against it again, I think Riff Rocket's definitely got the upper hand. Nothing against King Colorado, but I think it needs a little bit more luck in the run. So Riff Rocket over King Colorado for me. And... A couple of these others, I do have question marks, but I didn't mind the run of Otago first up in the same race as Riff Rocket. I think it was only about one length and a half behind Riff Rocket, and it was making some late headway, and I think it ended up being close to favourite in that race. But second up, we should see improvement. Benny Mellon on board, and the rest, very hard to judge. I think Hey Fat Cat comes out of the right race, but... I'm not sure how I feel about the horse. I know Chris seems to like the horse, so it probably leads up and takes luck out of the equation. But, yeah, I'm happy to go Riff Rocket over Otago here. Tommy? Look, I got off last race, you got to go Riff Rocket, and you saw last prep what he got to. Definitely, um, I think it's better than most of these horses. I, I kept trying to talk myself into King Colorado last prep, and 
it never came. Maybe a bit further, but I think the stronger, the further it goes, the stronger it is. But even stronger, Rip Rocket is. So, and same same with things like Sunsets and a few Cap Foray and a couple other things. Um, going to have a run as well. Makes it very interesting. But the one I I might want to back is Quintessa. Um, it's yeah, twenty one in the eighteens now. Two starts ago, Group One winner in New Zealand. Really interesting horse. And yeah, I just think I've. Over the price of eighteen dollars, and we we see them come over and do really well, especially the Phillies in recent years. Um, I just think that might be a bit of a price for a bit of a spec. Um, but would not shock if Riff Rocket just brains them. All right, I think I'm in agreement uh, with Riff Rocket. Let's just have a quick look at the, the Blamey. Uh, it's a Group Two. It's over the mile as well. A tissue is equal favourite with Ayrton, Shin, and Jamie Carr aboard. Karini is there at sevens. Macram. Wasn't that a surprise last start? Beating Jimmy Star, actually, little thing. Someone had a twenty dollar quaddy with us, and think about it, one hundred and sixty six, one hundred and twenty grand from twenty bucks. I think he went Jimmy Star and Macram, so obviously booked in the dollar forty favorite and the biggest ruffie in the race. Anyway, it all went to a fruition for whoever that was. Congratulations! But Macram is on a little bit of a drift. Fives out to eights, double figures. Holy man's future history. Berkeley Square. I never forgive him. Uh, Kohai, thoughts? Anything for the blamey? I can understand the like the the market being so open and the favourites being Ayrton and the tissue. Uh, a tissue obviously kind of render is over the mile. Sorry, it is over the mile. It's very similar setup to the lead up to what was the group one she won in the spring. I can't remember now. Empire Rose, Did she win the Empire Rose. I'll check. Yep. Uh, yep. Um, I think it's a perfect kind of setup in the fact that she knows Flemington really well. Blake Shin sticks. First up run, I think it's you put a pen through it. Like I said, with the Sydney form, I think you just put a pen through it. Mr. Brightside was just far better. She, she just didn't get the run of the race. She was far too back. Everything else just didn't plan out. So as for that, I am, you know, 480 I think is quite generous. Jamie Carr obviously saluted on her group one last week, so she's in back in form. Holy man's definitely interests me. Barrier three, definitely ideal. Probably looks to get a pretty decent run of the race, probably box seat-ish. And there's a couple of unknowns that I just don't know how to read into. I haven't really looked at the race completely, but Berkeley Square was, I think, pretty decent first up. Could resume better second up here. And... This Carini, need to read a little bit more into it, but the, the barrier's probably got to be a detriment to it. So probably priced around the right mark. So, yeah, uh, without any confidence, I don't mind the Group 1 form that the tissue has. 480, yes, the barrier's pretty poor, but she is a back-marking type. So, yeah, happy to back it, but, yeah, I'm not with any confidence. So tissue, yeah, second in the Empire Rose and then took out the McKinnon... Uh, about McKinnon, a week later, yeah. So second, right. she ran second to prior to Jenny in the Empire Rose. And that's that's right. Uh, yeah. So McKinnon, good win, good win. Uh, Tommy, any thoughts in the blamey? Yeah, I think what Kelly said it all makes sense. Um, whether whether she's right where she needs to be not uh, yet is the question, or she needs another run. But she's definitely the best miler. She's one of the better um, Milers in the country, so yeah, you got to be with a tissue. One at a knockout might be future history, might just get away with murder up front and give you a bit of a sight each way, but I think a tissue. 
All right, a tissue it is. Uh, probably not much else to talk. I haven't done a whole lot of looking towards Flemington. It does have a couple of short favourites, like the likes of Bold Bastille, which um, was very short, which was the race where Hayasugi won in that as well. But um, that's $2.20. I think Zara sticks on that. But a couple of shorties down south. Tommy, have you looked at anything else, Flemington? Yeah, I think it was just Kettle Hill was the one I liked a bit earlier on at um, Flemington Race 2. Um, 5.50? Same weight. Yeah, same um, same class. One last start in Sydney, back to Flemington, I think. Um, yeah, 5.50 is a good price. Um, going across the Dutch as well uh, for the NZ Derby, and I noted McDonald was... Um, Asked through the week who his horse to look out for the spring is, and he said orchestral, and um, it's the talk in New Zealand at the moment. It's dollar fifty there, but mm. um, looking at some futures, it's a Derby eight dollar chance, or maybe a Rose Hill Guineas fifteen dollar chance, or maybe it goes through the Frank Packer. Um, just a couple of futures there to look out for, but it might be one we're talking about soon. Yeah, you've got to keep an eye on that other thing too, That um, another wheel, Jamie Carr looking for a couple in a row. Uh, she, what are they going for? Three in a row. So he's one at Sandown Caulfield now looking at this. It's sixty-five though, very short in the sixth over the mile. Kohai, any other races you like or anything you want to spruik? I'm ditto with Tommy. Tommy took the words out of my mouth. Um, wouldn't back it for the derby this week. I know it's, I think it's having another run in New Zealand, maybe. You might go to the NZ Oaks. But I'm not sure, but I, I am pretty confident it's going to run in the Australian Oaks against Zardozzi. And the way that Orchestral won in prior races has been nothing short of amazing. I don't know too much about the fields. I know the market have pretty much got it spot on every time. But, yeah, I think this this horse will eat up the 2,400. It could, it could stay all day, this thing, and it's got a turn of foot as well, so... Look out, I'd say. Um, we obviously saw quite a few NZ stayers come over this time last year of the likes of Prowess and Pennywecker, and they obviously went on to win Group 1s, and Orchestral definitely fits the bill and looks likely to take it, another one off us. So, yeah, one to keep for the future. All righty. Cool. All right, that's uh, all of Ramwick and then a couple at Flemington. I haven't really looked at anything else unless you boys have looked at any qualifiers or anything around there. Anything for the Newcastle qualifiers at Newcastle this weekend, Tommy? Yeah, Tavi Time's the favourite, I believe. Is it? Anything worthy in that race? Well, Tavi Time's a pretty smart horse, so... Yeah, it's going around $1.90, I think. Yeah, $1.90. For local trainer, obviously, Chris Lee's, so... He'll probably have half the field. I haven't actually looked at the field. But Osbred I'm flirts sure. three fifty in it. Oh yeah, so it's it's non for that as well. That's interesting. Barrier twelve though, which doesn't suit. Looks like it, but yeah, Tavi Times actually. It's a pretty high benchmark horse, I think. So, yeah. and like you said, Aaron Bullock's going yep. from Sydney. Yeah, so he's riding the highway, then heads up to Newcastle, and he's riding Tavi Times. So he didn't want to miss the ride on it, and rightfully so. I'd say. Tommy, any thoughts for the qualifier? No, nah, Tavi time. I think it might win the uh, win the, the lot thing. and win the big dance and win a few races. It um, it's a pretty good horse, Tavi time. 
Beautiful. All right, thank you. We will put some stuff up on Facebook. If you're not in there, jump in there. We put up things every Saturday or whatever day we kind of want, but um, they're always good to watch. Tom, do you want to give a little uh, prediction for the footy on Sunday? Manly? Yeah, I, I think Manly should win. Um, and uh, as I said before, just unders in both um, games, and I think Brisbane win. But I, th- I reckon we'll get a couple of close games too. So uh, maybe back one to six uh, wins or um, back teams with a start, if, yeah, if you're not too sure. Tom, you're going to get a couple of tries, Coe, you think? Oh, mate. No brainer, isn't it? Brooks kick off it's his a- Dally M season. Mate, it's, it's that time of year that we just start playing SGMs all day, same game multis, and the group chat starts to explode this time <laughs> of year. So, I yeah. mean, look out, I'd say, and we, oh, yeah, I'm pumped. It is very it's weird fun. that Test cricket started today as well. It's it's bizarre, isn't it? But, um, I mean, the Aussies are in a little bit of strife. Two for, uh, nine for 250-odd, I think they are. Ken and- Green got himself a century. Yeah, I mean, luckily for him, because otherwise, um, I think our next top scorer might have been thir- mid thirties or low forties or something like that. So, um, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I'm not used to this. All right. Well, we will wrap it up. Good luck to anyone who's just going to multi up Storm Boy into Fangirl and get two bucks or whatever you can get. So, best of luck to you. But keep an eye out. Hope you win. And uh, thanks for joining, boys. Tommy, welcome back. Thanks, guys.